There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's your walk-up song be? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. What would your walk-up song be? Give us a call, 651-641-1071. Colleen, why are we asking this question? Thank you for asking. You may know that I have uh, children who play uh, ball with sticks. I think it's, it's called, called baseball. Baseball and softball. My daughter plays softball. And inevitably, every year, at least one, possibly two, at times three, of them have been asked the following question. What would you like your walk-up song to be? Which then creates a very long process of trying to find the perfect walk-up song at our house. Oh, because everybody's like, I have to have the perfect song. It has to be perfect. It has to be clean, which is fine. I'm for that. But we have to, and then we have to think about like, you know, the right balance, right? Like, what is the energy you want to bring to the plate? Like, what are you... It is a whole process. So we are now yeah. embarking on that process. And I don't understand why it's so hard. Because I always have had at least one, if not two, at the ready, should I ever be called upon to have walk-up music. It turns Nothing. out I bet baseball moms don't get asked to have they don't. walk-up songs. I think it's rude. Yeah. I feel like on Mother's Day, Especially moms should get their walk-up songs. Since you're paying for all this. Thank you. Uh, but I have I have two walk up songs. I have my old standby. Of course you, do. you have to well, have two. Yeah, because like there's one that's always been, and it, you don't. It doesn't have to be a walk up song. You don't have to think about it that way. If baseball doesn't sing to you, um, you could think about it just like what do you play in your head when you're walking, or like what is your theme <laughs> song, right? Yeah. So I have two. My first one is my old standby. This is my all time walk up music. Oh, okay. Okay. Here it is. That makes you want to do good things. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's a little 80s. It's a little long in the tooth. Um, I have a slightly more modern, and we will all laugh, because when I say slightly more modern, I think this song is still like 10 years old, and you probably don't know it. But this is the one that lately, I'm not even joking, I listen to in my earbuds when I'm walking into work every morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what's your walk-up song? 651-641-1071. Um, Again, you don't have to think about it like in terms of baseball. Just like when you're about to perform a duty. Whoa. <laughs> I've got a When song you're for about that. to do something and you need to get yourself amped up, you're what's about to the perform song? A duty? What's the song you're going to play? What the heck? Do you have a song that gets you all fired up, trainer? You know, I mean, I've got tons of songs that I um in fact 
Who Stole the Kishka? Who Stole the Kishka? Yeah. No, honestly, one of them is our theme song because, mm-hmm. and in fact, it's the version of the theme song that we play, or it's the version of that song, which is our theme song, which is the Sia song. Um, Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills. The, I don't remember the exact name of the remix, but I like that song because it's just, I don't know. Sia's got some good music. But then I just think of like all the like classics. Like you could play some ABBA. Mm-hmm. Any there's so many options. I even like, you know, like that um who sings it's like a one hit wonder, uh walking on sunshine. What's yes. her name? Yeah, that's Katrina in the Waves. Katrina, yeah. Um Katrina. Katrina in the waves. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. This is the I, Colleen and Bradley show. Did I uh, say something? And we're asking you what, Katrina. What's your walk up music? You don't have to be on a baseball team to pick out your walk-up music. Actually, it is like half of the fun is suggesting things for the kids, most of which they hate Yeah, because it's old stuff. I will say one year, my now 15-year-old, um, and we had to dial it back a little bit, but it was the year that Prince died, I think. He did. Um, he wanted to do something Prince, and so he did Baby, I'm a Star, which is a great song. Also kind of sounds a little full of yourself, but we were fine with it because, you know, we were honoring Prince in the moment. Yeah. But that's been one of them. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Jay is on the line. Hi, Jay. Jay, Jay, what's your walk up music? Well, first, the the song you played, uh, I love because that was the action sequence music for a a TV show I just love called Chuck. Yeah. Uh, That was on for a few seasons, but. Uh, my song is Judas Priest. You've got another thing coming. Ooh, that is hardcore. I like it. Do, Jay, do you just like know that? Like, is that a thing that you just know? Like, if I were playing baseball, my walk-up song would be Judas Priest. Yeah, that's always, yeah, I've always known that. See? I like the way it starts. Yeah, there you go. Jay, thank you so much for your call. I will tell you, a lot of kids go ACDC. There's a lot of ACDC walk-up music. I mean, times are changing. Things are real progressive now. We, That's cute. Um, let's go to Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Sherry, what is your walk-up music? My walk-up music is Adam Lambert's Strut. Ooh. That's a good song. I like it. I like it. It work, works really well and gets you going, you know, in a nice rhythm. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Strut by Adam Lambert. And let's go to... Um, oh, go ahead. No, I wanted to honor... Uh, we got a, a listener who sent an email, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to alert Holly. So Taylor's email said, uh, for walk-on song, I always favor vintage classics, so Green Onions. It was also the Grand March song at our wedding. And Holly, I put the Cherry Wainer electric oh, organ version of Green Onions. Which is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Which is a personal favorite, so uh, I love the throwback suggestion that Taylor had. I just feel like you could make this walk-up last. Yeah. Right? Let's go to Jennifer uh, and see what Jennifer's walk-up song would be. Jennifer, what would your walk-up song be? Hi, Jennifer. Hey, sorry about that. That's Uh, okay. Yeah, we talk about walk-up music all the time in my family. Yeah. Lovely Day by Bill Withers. And the the goal is to always hold that one note. Lovely Day. Oh, my gosh. I just got goosebumps. That's a lovely day. That's Love a great one, Jennifer. I might suggest that one at our house. Thanks for uh, your suggestion. Thanks for your call. I will tell you one of my favorite walk-up songs ever was, uh, I think it was an 11-year-old walked up to at a baseball game 
all the single ladies. And when he got up to the plate, you're discouraged from performing. Yeah. He did not let that get in the way. Oh, sure. Before he, he did the dance. Before he did warmed up, he did his little hand movement. Yeah. Like, and it was hilarious. Oh, I bet. All the adults loved it. Um, and you guess he probably did it on a dare. And it worked. Because that's what, you know, kids do. Yeah. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to hey. the Movies is here to tell us what we should be watching this weekend after this on My Talk 1071. It's Well, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us every Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. Uh, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies joins us to tell us what we should or should not be streaming oh, or watching. Oh, great to see you. Great to have you back, Bradley. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you. It's good All to be things. back. Yeah. Isn't that nice how we like crammed in a, a trip and a birthday just sort of like all at once? He knows yeah, how to party. Uh, but speaking, it's almost like we planned it. It's almost like it was spent on the calendar. Uh, but one thing we do know about Bradley is he likes to uh, watch things. And yeah. you, Bradley, I don't know. I was trying to segue. Sell it. You had asked, unlike you, you know, people. <laughs> I like, much to, I like, like to, to keep your things. eyes closed. Um, but Bradley, you specifically wanted to talk about the Northmen. Yeah, this is the new one with Alexander Skarsgård. And the premise of this one is that this is a really, this is a big Viking epic movie. And he plays this Viking named Amulet, who vows to avenge his father's death at the hands of his uncle. Mm. So you're like, oh, that sounds familiar. It's actually the story that, the Scandinavian story that William Shakespeare based Hamlet on. Oh, interesting. So Nicole Kidman plays his mother. Ethan Hawke is his father. Wait, hold on a second. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, go on. Yeah. So, And then you have people like Anya Taylor-Joy, who is this woman that he meets on the slave ship who helps him kind of put his plan into place. Mm. He kind of he finds his uncle again. And it's kind of the simmering as he kind of plots out his revenge story. So the, the reason I, like, am excited about this is because I, you know, there is this, this, like, sort of historical context to this or connection or, you know, vague whatever uh, literary connection but also because like i think sometimes stories like these can just like wind up being um just sort of genre-y like they spend a lot of money on special effects and costumes and viking bits and pieces right but like the storytelling maybe is secondary i would say that every like i would say that the storytelling is not secondary but that the world building that robert edgar's the director of this did to kind of bring this story to life is phenomenal oh, we talked about that before with like world building and you like while watching the movie i was like this feels all so practical so real because there's actually very minimal cgi they filmed it in northern ireland so it all looks very real the costumes are real the violence is so bloody and brutal and epic and you feel it all in your senses the sound design the percussion heavy score it just gets you and alexander skarsgård is an absolute beast in this if you think mm. well i've seen him play a norse god before in true blood this is not Eric Northman. This is something very different. And he, the way that he is like this towering wolf bear-like presence, but then can kind of slip in undetected and they kind of plot this all out. And then Bjork is in it too. So like mm, the costume yeah. design oh, is stunning. Oh, she wearing a swan? She's wearing something. I don't want to give it away, but she's wearing something. But like it, I, my mind was blown watching it. And even afterward, I was like, what did I just see? I got to process this for a while. And it's the same director, Robert Edgars, who did The Witch, this horror mm-hmm. movie from a couple years ago, The Lighthouse. So like, again, he doesn't make his movies easy. This isn't one where you just sit back and kind of take in and you forget 10 minutes later. You have to be engaged and you then are engaged mm-hmm. throughout. 
about it. Yes, Nicole Kidman yeah, so does I, play his mom. I did it. that sort of perked my uh, yeah. ears a little bit. So you're thinking, you know, throughout this. Because she's his mom, because it starts off with him as a boy watching his, his father's death. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets older, it's still Nicole Kidman playing her. And then you're thinking, well, why is she cast in this movie? Because it's kind of a slow, slow roll with her character. And mm-hmm. then toward in the final act, you see them have like this big exchange. She has this incredible monologue. And Alexander Skarsgård talks about how she, she, he wanted her in that role. He, she was the only one he could envision mm. in that role. And I actually got to interview him. Had a great time talking awesome. to him, and we talked about Nicole Kidman's casting. And you know, ideally, they would love to do like a musical or like a big fluffy comedy <laughs> next because of these two. Because yeah, this is a very is so fractured, yeah. hard relationship in yeah. this movie as well. And yeah, because yeah. they've had fractured and hard relationships <laughs> in, little lives. in other <laughs> things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that that I love that, yeah. and that is very okay. So how many tickets? Four sums? out of five for the North. Man, this and if we end up talking about the Nick Cage movie next, this idea of very original, interesting, fascinating, wildly clever concepts is what's great in theaters right now. Okay, so actually, I wanted to talk yeah. about the unbearable weight of massive talent because this is the other. This is the one I'm curious about yeah. because this is a, a Nick Cage situation. Yes, where he it is. plays <laughs> a fictionalized version of himself. So tell yes. us about this one. So this is one of the funniest movies that I have seen in a very long time. So the premise is like, yeah, he um, he's playing an exaggerated version of himself. He is financial hardships. He wants to retire. He's not getting the parts that he wants to and all of a sudden he's brought to Mallorca, Spain to do this birthday party for this budding screenwriter and all of a sudden two FBI agents played by Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz mm-hmm. say your new buddy here is actually a, a drug cartel leader so who's played by Pedro Pascal so then this movie becomes like this action body movie between Nick Cage and then Pedro Pascal as his screenwriter it is hysterical and I will say that even if you're like I don't I haven't seen The Rock in a long time or I haven't seen this movie that movie there are so many references to its filmography, but it's funny, and you don't even have to like know all that to kind of get in on mm-hmm. it because the movie isn't about his career. It's this buddy action film yeah. that just happens to be about this guy named Nick Cage. Right, like that's the tool that's that they the use tool to tell and it. the joke, and it's clever. And these performances, I and mean, we talk about comedy performances not getting their due, I would actually hope that they are up in award consideration because of this balance of lamp, the lampooning nature that he does of himself. Yeah. Exaggerated characters. Well, then retaining this heart and love that these two kind of characters have for each other mm. throughout this movie. It's, it's really well done. You're making me want to watch a movie with Nicolas Cage. I this know. is not a, this it's, is not a common behavior. I, think, I know. And I think this is what will kind of maybe bring back his career or get him to like, have a wider audience, see his stuff again. I, you know, I just, I personally love when a celebrity has enough of a sense of humor about themselves that they're able to be a caricature of themselves. It makes me think of being John Malkovich. Yes, it has that vibe. Yeah. Too. So I am here for this. How Absolutely. many tickets? Subs? So four out of five of this. I would love to see it again. I hope people go out and see it again. A very original and clever movie. When people talk about, oh, there's only superhero movies or it's only known properties. Well, go see something like this. Go see The Northman. Go see Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I know people are going and loving right now, which yeah. is great. But if you like that original content, go support these movies. Give them the money. The show so studios keep making them. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, so they keep making them. Yeah, yes. we don't have to. We don't always have to watch the regurgitated <laughs> leftovers that we keep Correct. getting. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. With the remaining literally two minutes. 
Can you tell us about the bad guys? Oh my god, this is a really great family movie. It's ba- it's an animated movie from DreamWorks Animation. It's based on the book series about a wolf, a snake, a spider, a pirata, and I'm forgetting and a shark who, because people fear them, yeah. they use it to their advantage to go and pull off heists. Oh, and after getting caught, they decide to rebrand their image as the good guys as the ultimate con. So you have Sam Rockwell as the wolf, Mark Maron as the snake, Craig Roberts, who I interviewed, as the shark, Aquafina as the spider, and then Anthony Ramos is the uh, piranha in it. And just how, like, it's this heist movie for kids, but then adults will find it fun, too, because it plays in all those tropes. There's fun twist. It's a hoot. That's delightful. It is. How many tickets have for the bad guys? Three and a half out of five for the bad guys. In theaters now, I think kids will have a great, great time with it. And so will parents. And uh, you know what? If you want to treat yourself to all of the interviews that Paul McGuire Grimes has done with these wonderful actors, you can go check him out on his YouTube channel or, you know... Follow him on social media and you will always be updated with those things. Thank you, Paul. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots after this. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots well then i guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot colleen and bradley present csi it stands for crazy stupid idiots it sure does why well because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again oftentimes in the state of Nebraska! Nebraska! And I am going to take you to Kearney, or Kearney. You always know that cities and states sound different to some people. Sometimes, like, even though they're spelled away, you don't know how to say them because they're like, well, in this state, we say them those way. Anyway, the moral of the story is I'm telling you about Siandra Temple. She's 45, and Toast Temple. Oh. Siandra and Toast. Uh, both of Nebraska have been Great. charged with the theft by unlawful taking of more than $5,000. Okay. There's nothing particularly strange about that other than their names are Siandra and Toast. Which sounds like a band. Or, yes, like it sounds like a band or like, over. yeah, or some sort of hipster breakfast. Yeah. Restaurant. Siandra and Toast. We're going to Siandra and Toast. Uh, well, Siandra and Toast in this case are criminals, and you can go see them in jail. But, you know, it's the nature of their theft, what they actually thefted, mm. that earned them crazy, stupid idiot status. Again, theft of more than $5,000. So I imagine that just raises the feloniousness of their crime. What, pray tell, mm. were they accused of thefting? More than $5,000 worth of pennies. No, although I guess that would be also a crime. But yeah, that wouldn't be very crazy, stupid, idiot right? Well, I guess pennies. It would be a lot yeah. to haul. Like, that's a lot of pennies. Where would you even yeah, find that many pennies? Exactly. How many Did, pennies would that be? Um, a lot. Carry the one. That would be 500. No. 500,000. So 5,000. 
Times 100, yeah. yeah 500,000. 500, yeah. yeah. So 500,000 pennies. I bet there aren't even that many left in the world. <laughs> Let's contemplate that. <laughs> did, they, mean- did they steal a bunch of Runza? Like those little Runza things? I see things? what you did there, because that's a Nebraska uh, call see, that she yeah. did right there. Uh-huh, the Runza uh-huh. is a Sammy yes. from Nebraska. Yes. Isn't the Runza like a loose meat? Yes. It's, it gives you the right. <laughs> hey, um, yes, it's a it's like a hot pocket with ground beef and cheese mm-hmm. on the Yum. inside, that and they are. Yeah, you can make those at home. Really quickly, yeah. sidebar, totally unrelated but related. Uh, Holly, did you finish your runza run on sentence? I wiped your it up. runza on sentence. Okay, thanks. You Holly. wiped it up. Okay, um, I was watching an episode of America's Test Kitchen. Mm. And they were doing, you know, unique Sammies across America. Like, they're giving you recipes for, like, sandwiches mm-hmm. that you've never heard of. There was one called a St. Paul. Oh. And I was like, I have never heard of a regional specialty called the St. Paul no. sandwich. Well, it turns out it's from St. Louis. By Rude. way of St. Paul, apparently oh. there was a Chinese-American chef who ran a restaurant who loved St. Paul and previously had lived in St. Paul, came to St. Louis made this sandwich and it was essentially like an egg foo young sandwich mm. um, that he made at his Chinese restaurant. And so it was like basically a big piece of egg foo young with like lettuce, tomato and mayo maybe, but on bread. Okay. And it looked I'd amazing. That. But uh, I was like, I've never heard that. And I don't know if there was a reason he called it a St. Paul other than he loved St. Paul and used to live there. But if anybody knows, let us know. Anyway. Thank you for sharing It that. has nothing to do with a sandwich, okay. Holly. So thanks for getting us off track. But Theandra Temple and Toast Temple, oddly, also bread involved. Oh, yeah. They stole $5,000 worth of something. It was not pennies. In fact, it was thousands of dollars worth of pipes. In fact... Like irrigation pipe. Oh, no. Irrigation pipe from a rural Hall County property. They just went onto somebody's land. Somebody laid that pipe and then they dug it up? Cut up a bunch of irrigation pipe, put it in the back of their pickup, drove off, and, well, they were arrested. So I don't know what they were going to do with that pipe. Maybe it's, Was it copper? It doesn't say anything about it being copper. Okay. It just says that... Uh, that they stole an irrigation trailer as well, uh, approximately 40 irrigation pipes and an irrigation valve. Um, the irrigation pipes were cut up and destroyed. I don't know what they were going to do with them. That's weird. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. That's oh, not smart. Also, so, her name is Toast. No, his name. Oh, it's his. Hers oh, was he. Deandra. He oh, they're married. Was named Toast. I don't know why I thought they were sisters. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a sister crime. I mean, it's possible, <laughs> but not in this case. All right, uh, we are going to Indiana, St. Joseph County, where we're going to meet a guy named Noah, and his last name is pronounced Ark. Sheets. Noah. Noah Sheets. Sheets. Noah Sheets. That's what happens when you're constipated. Stop. Noah Sheets. Uh, he. <laughs> What's um, the problem, doctor? Noah <laughs> South Bend Police Department responded to a burglary in progress uh, at Omari Auto Sales on Michigan Street. And when the cops arrived, they saw a video of Mr. Sheets um, in the. You par- started this problem. I would just like I you know. to say. Inside the car dealership, uh, 
he was putting things in his pocket. Uh, he had gained access by throwing a rock through the window. Oh. He walked in and started like taking things and putting them in his pockets. And when the police arrived, they found him in the parking lot or right outside of this um, of this uh, car dealership. And they were like, uh, Mr. Sheets, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, man. I walked through the bleeping cold through the distance where you just saw me. And then I went down there and I came back up here and I was like, I don't want to bleep and go back to jail. Turns out he had just earlier been released from jail. What? Yeah. And he went directly to the car dealership to burglarize it. So like right from jail. So, yep. uh, Straight from the jail. When they were when they apprehended him, they found in his pockets keys to a Lexus, uh, a bunch of other stuff, and also uh, his um, a booking sheet from the St. Joseph County Jail. So he just left, and then went, and then they had to go back. It begs the question: Did he just want to go back to jail? Like he's like, oh, I just think I want to go back. Doesn't look like somebody who was thinking things all the way through in that moment. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was charged the following day, and okay. and went right back to jail. Yeah, back where he really apparently liked to be. Where are we going next, trainer? We are going to North Carolina. North Carolina, specifically Wilmington, and I want to take you to a dollar store on Saturday oh, afternoon, God. where a guy robbed the place. Oh. Darn it. Of all the places to rob a dollar store? Dick Dunn, 63 years young. Mm-hmm. What? That just sounds like the first line of a a book. Dick Dunn. 63 years young. Dick Dunn, 63 years young. <laughs> well, his full name is Richard William Dunn, okay. but I think they call him Dick Bill. Dick Bill Dunn. Uh, Willie. I think we'd go. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. I think you chose the better version. Dick yeah. Willie. Good old Dick Willie Dunn, 63 years young, is charged with armed robbery after demanding cash from a clerk at the Family Dollar on Castle Haney Road. That's crazy. I'm also not that crazy. I mean, right. it's a crime, it's a very generic crime. He stole, it's bad. Don't do that. Um, you don't have the whole story, which is why you don't understand why this is a crazy, stupid idiot experience. There's something about Richard William Dunn or Dick Willie, as we call him, <laughs> that you need to know in order to uh, put the piece of this puzzle mm-hmm. together. What about mm-hmm. his theft at the Family Dollar yep. earns the story crazy, stupid idiot status? He is in his booking photo wearing a shirt that says. I robbed the dollar store and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. For a dollar. No, actually, that's not the case. Um, It's something about his uh, former job and something Mm. that he did after stealing the place. Or stealing the place. (laughs) Stealing at the place. So what do you think he Mm. used to do for a living from 1983 to 2003? He was a cop. He was definitely a cop. Yep. Uh, Officer Dick Willie. Everybody knew him. He was very Sergeant, popular on the Sergeant beat. Sergeant Dick Willie. Yeah, he was real popular on the beat. But now he's off the beat. 
that's but wait, there's, <laughs> there's more. more. So it wasn't just that he used to be a cop, and uh, you know, a cop who turns out to be a criminal. Haha, that's part of the crazy, stupid idiot status, I guess. But something else that he did after he stole stuff from the place. Well, he stole money from the place. Okay. He, uh, well, he had second thoughts. He had remorse. In fact, the sheriff's office said in a Facebook post that he had returned to the dollar store shortly after leaving and told the clerk, I can't do this. He then handed the clerk back all the cash he had stolen. But, of course, he was then caught leaving the store Mm -hmm. and was arrested and is now being held on a $75,000 bond. You can't steal, have remorse. And not expect to still go to jail. Right, because you, you stole. Even yeah. if you return it, you not you returned it because you yeah, stole it's it. Still a crime, and so he's still gonna. Dick Willie's still gonna do that time. All right. Well, thank you for giving us. That I feel bad because maybe they don't really call him Dick Willie, but they you should. You think? You think? You think maybe they don't? Oh, Richard <laughs> William. Your thoughts, Holly? Uh, I'm going to keep them to myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game. That game Maybe is called... Maybe they call him Rick Billy. Maybe they do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going to play a little game called The Throwback. Life. After this on My Talk 1071.